is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. If you don't call me, I'll jump off the road. This is Jaden Smith. It's pretty good. Welcome to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Peter, this really sucks. I, it sounds like I'm in slow motion, really. But no, it's, it's my headphones. Uh, welcome back to the show. That was my Worldwide Sports Radio Network ID because we didn't get to play because you can't find it. Uh, will we ever start at 1 o'clock? Probably not. Uh, let me introduce Jared. What's Hold up. up. There we go. How How are you? What's up? Why he why he said like like I'm his little cousin like he didn't want to do it. Let me uh, <laughs> no because what it is it's oh my god it, when I'm talking I it I hear myself so it's like emotion so it's really bro, hard. You sound good. You Nobody's sound good. not here so no cap you sound good. No I know I sat oh my god I I can't I can't I can't deal with it. I all right so imagine you're talking right and you have headphones on and you're in a delay so you hear what what you're saying but it's like three seconds after. No, so that's like every day of my life in my head. My head? Hello? Um, I can't. What'd you say, Jared? That's like every day of my life in my head. It's called anxiety, Austin. Dude, it's so annoying. Oh, my Black God. Oh, my God. This is going to suck. Let's push through. You'll be all right. Next time, I hope this happens to you. How about you show up next time and not over Zoom because I hate it over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get it out. Go ahead. Dude, this sucks. Oh, my God. This is horrible. It's not even anybody's fault. That's why it's funny. It's like, I wish I could make fun of, like, myself or Peter. Peter does he sound bad? Because he sounds good to me. No, it's... Oh, can you explain to him what the problem yeah, is? I, he's hearing his own echo. Okay, so what? Like, hey, I, what's explain, he at? Jared. Let's yeah, see if he get through his head. No, it, it's just having problems. Like, it's... He just hears the echo. Because he has two things playing at the same time. I heard the echo last time. I was good. No way! Not your set. You know you wearing headphones. I, I, I heard myself a little bit in my headphones last time. I did. Yeah, I mean, there's no way it's this bad. I don't way this is bad. No way it's bad. This guy, this guy, act like he never heard an echo before. Come I won't. Until about 15 minutes ago, I had um pajamas on. <laughs> you ain't never been alone in your room with nobody around, just talking to the wall, and that and that's and that stuff coming right back to you. Yeah, but this is different because there's other people listening and I can get mad by myself. Well, the only person that's in the room is by yourself. What? What thoughts do you have in your bed that you just talk to yourself about? I talk about a lot of things, bro. You you know the goals that I got. You 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 cannot be sane with the goals that I have in my head. It's just not possible. Yeah, I was just thinking about that today, actually. It's like I wish I could be a person that can just do like a regular nine to five, you know, get up in the morning, go do your job, come home and just like rest and hang out every second. It's I'm, I feel like I'm working, right? Like you're trying to always write jokes. You're trying to always write bits. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't wish I don't have that because I, this is what, what I want to do, but man, it must be nice to have like a, to not be able to think about anything. Like all you're thinking about is like paying the bills and eating. That's it. Must be like, nice I, you want I, that I, though, because uh, their conscience eat their alive. People who are like that who don't chase their dreams. It's like I can't even think about like cooking breakfast. Nice, you know, I'm making eggs. And I can think about, oh, you know, it'd be funny if I did this, you know, if I did a sketch about this. And that just like, and then you gotta pull out the phone. When you when you write your notes, do you write it on your phone or do you write it on a piece of paper? Piece of paper. 
put on peeper? Do you never put on your notes app? Wait a minute. You don't think about making breakfast in the morning? No, I just do it. What do you mean? It's like it's conditioned. I know. I, I still fantasize about making breakfast in the morning. Remember, I used to be big, so I still you make know, time I in my head. You know, I, okay. I can't I picture do, that. I do think about, like, oh, what am I going to have tomorrow? What am I going to have today? I was big. I was big and sophisticated. I was rotund, Peter. Okay? I still make about food. Was it just when you were in high school you got big, or was it like your whole growing up you were the big kid? I wasn't necessarily big, big. I was chubby, but like that, it was more. You could see it more in high school, like in my. Were, you, were you as big as Corey in the house, like that kind of big? Were you a little bit? I think you're a little bit smaller, right? No, I was probably a little, little bit indicator because people can't when see. I hit, when I hit those early, those tween years, maybe I started to get like Corey in the house, but he always had a round face, no matter yeah, what. So. so you start losing weight freshman year or sophomore? Because I met you your sophomore year. Freshman year started to come off because that's when puberty started to come. Your puberty started when you were in the 18. weight dropped and my balls did too. I never heard of somebody at 18 start puberty. No, that happens all the time. That's why you have late bloomers. Peter, you ever heard well, that? Let me let me I had hair in the appropriate places. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Borat, Borat. Did you watch Borat too? Nah, I ain't watching that. You watch it. It's not as good as the first one, but it's still funny. I mean, to your for your question, Austin, I've I've seen closer to that, but not actually eighteen. Like usually, like sixteen. I'll see. Are you speaking from experience, Peter? <laughs> no, no. I I started when I was like thirteen. I was or like <laughs> almost thirteen. I was, it was like, closer. It was like imagine with a magnifying scope to somebody's armpit hair, just like hmm. how old are you? Like, I, it was like. <laughs> It was like uh, I was. Some of this hair, put it on my head. <laughs> it was like a month and a half before my birthday when I was thirteen. So it just happened. I was like twelve and almost thirteen. That's when it happened. Like I. Peter went to sleep twelve, bald, and then thirteen. He just woke up with that luscious <laughs> head of hair. Peter, does anybody else in your family have hair like you? I'm trying to think. Not really. Like, Did you honestly, ever have short hair? Did you always long hair? Like I had it shorter. I had it shorter when I was younger. You know, and I mean, there's one time. I had it long for like a summer when I was going to, you know, Frank's summer class with, uh, yeah. not with you, but, you know, uh -huh. in like 2007. And I had it long that summer. And then I had it back short again. And uh, then the next year I kind of got back into it and I didn't really stop. Does the carpet match the drapes? That's what I'm saying now. What? Does it match? <laughs> can, you, can you bump up uh, oh Jared's God. audio a little bit? I'm it's not... kind of a little hard to hear. Yeah, I don't know. It was loud before, so I don't know. You probably so, move the mic. mic closer like this. Yeah, that's good. That's probably good. You told yeah. me not to do this, but okay. All right. you, what you were I, doing, well, you were moving it around. No, you told me not to have it this close. I no, asked. I didn't say well, it close. Peter Tello. Well, I mean, no, because last week we were saying, like, you know, don't have it too close. Thank, thank put, you, Peter. Put it down thank on the you. desk. Put it down on the, the night table, whatever you had, the coffee table. Well, I'm going to talk to you like no, this. Well, you Peter, see, real quick, when you went to summer, summer camp, did you take up archery? Did I? I mean, I did it for my birthday when I was in sixth grade, and I got a bow like the next year or so. And um, wait, you go bow hunting? How did you know that? Not hunting, but I have um. You've, how did you know he had a bow? I didn't even know that. I don't know what it is, but it's something. <laughs> people with long hair, if they do archery, I'm immediately scared of them. Well, we already talked That's about funny. this last time did that we? um, you know. You don't man. even have to know. You don't oh. even know have to know archery. You can just hold up the bow, and I'm scared. If you have that those long strands flowing in the wind, I'm like, oh no, he's he's accurate. Whatever yeah. he does, whatever he shoots at, he hits every time. He's a killer. That's why we're on his side. All right, <sighs> don't kill us, okay? Sure. 
No promises, though. All right, let's get into your uh, your three truths, two truths and a lie, bro. Where it's called it? the it's called the week recap. Okay, week recap. Say it with me, because you you say you, you sounded week, slow when you said it. Not because recap. of your audio either. It's because my I'm like week recap. The weekly recap. Week is when we give a rundown of our week. We give three things that happened to us this week. Two of them are uh, a lie. And one of them is, excuse me, one of them is, one of them is a lie, two of them are true. We have to decipher which one is a lie and which one is the truth. Today, on this weekly recap, we got our own Peter. Peter, yes, yes, I didn't tell you for a reason. <laughs> I'm not ready for it, this, but I'll do my best. Do your best, Peter. So, okay, I'm trying to. Give us the cap. <laughs> Remember. Don't be like Jair. Oh, yeah, there's no Jair. We forgot to say. Uh, Jair, Jair is a shift at Macy's and Trader Joe's today. He will not be able to be with us, but he sends his chocolate-covered pretzels and his Savage perfume in his regards. I'm actually, Peter, go ahead. I'm not glad that he's not here, but I was telling Peter this, like how bad it was yesterday working the last week trying to do his Zoom and his, the thing. It was so horrible. It took too, it took, took too long. So, Everything's horrible to you. I mean, the brother sounded like Tron, yes, but you know, like we got through it. We did it. No, no. that Peter last week working with, with Jair, trying to tell he couldn't figure out how to how to open Google. Well, I wasn't on his computer. I wasn't doing his technical support oh, yeah, stuff. Left. That was you. Well, I, was... I ha- Peter went to get lunch while I tried to work Jair, and it just wasn't. You try to work Jair, boss. Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gave you enough time to think. Let's think three. Right. And do me a favor. Don't be like everybody else that the, the third one is the cap. Everybody okay. Doing that. All, right. All right. So we'll do it. I don't know. Right. What did I do in the past week? I kill somebody. Let him think. <laughs> I mean, we all I... know that Peter's not going to be the next uh, Jeopardy host. Well, okay. So in the past week, I it's the most boring stuff though. Like Peter, just hurry up. Okay. I oh, bro, Peter, you're not boring. All right. You're cool. Right. I, I totally believe that. But the problem is that I just cool was like yeah, I don't know when that okay. So it's I sent in video files for a job I recorded for a oh. film I recorded for. Okay, one. That's one. One. The second. The second thing I'm going to say. I ordered. Hurry up. Don't throw stuff at me. Hurry up. I no, hit, rock. hit rock, bro. <laughs> I bought a pair of ice skates for a friend. And the third, I went, I went to the archery range. Come on, that's the, the last one's definitely the, the fake one. Peter, I just hope you're not a character witness in someone's murder, brother, because you already coming off as guilty on Peter. everything. <laughs> Peter, I'm gonna go number three because. <laughs> okay, now Peter, you're you're a wizard uh, videographer and producer, so okay. I would say the first thing that you said was true. Ice skates. It ain't that cold yet in New York, unless this person's not from New York. If they're in Wisconsin, I'll give you that. <laughs> I think, eh, archery, 
we we were just talking about archery. That's why. But I do have a bow. I I did say that. And Peter, I've known you. You have a one time talked about a bow. I don't know. It's not the biggest thing on my list. What kind of bow do you have? God, I got the well, thing. Wait, what'd you say? What was the third one? What'd you say? Went to the archery range. You went to the archery range. That's the cap. That's easy. This week you went to the archery range. I just don't know who you would buy. <laughs> I don't know who you would buy ice skates for willingly. You don't look like the type of brother that will walk into Dick's Sport and go like, um, yeah, uh, yeah, excuse me. Uh, do you guys have any um, uh, ice skates here? You don't look like that type of brother that would do that, Peter. I think he does. <laughs> he has an account at Dick's. They know when he walks in, they have the archery. They have everything. They already have everything for him. I don't know, Peter. I feel like you're, you're tricking me right now, bro. You're, you're putting my mind in a pretzel right now. I don't know what to do. Archery or ice skates? I'm going to go with archery. Because I told them not to leave the last one as the cap. But or do it. Anyway. <laughs> or do it. I don't care. That's what he said. I don't know. So How you know? Who, you... who dreams are you supporting with, with ice skating? <laughs> He likes hockey. Like he actually just bought Islander season tickets. He's the only guy I know that I buys Islander. Like that. You don't seem like the type of brother that would go out of your way to support someone ice skating, Peter. Unless, oh, unless you were you were recording the person ice skating, and they needed your help to get the the ice skates. So in order to improve the quality of your work, you say, "Yo, put these ice skates on." You might have pulled the Jair and just just gave us three lies. Well, Mike's full of gyre. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm trying to. What What is the famous ice skater? Patricia Tanya Tanya Hardy. I mean, no, 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 no. She's Michelle Kwan. Will Ferrell in in the. No, she was like she was popping when we were growing up. Takanora. Oh, um, I don't know. It's not because Peter's Asian and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. It's not, it's not because of that she was just like the most popping ice skater that I knew growing up. So or Michelle that, Kwan, are you, are you thinking Kwan, of? Michelle Kwan, that's what you're thinking. No, of. it's a long name. It's it's a it's a long name. Okay. It's one of those names like ooh. I, I say three. Can you pick one, please? It's one of those names like ooh. That's 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 extra points on Wheel of Fortune. Um. Tonya Harding hit in the knee. No, Peter. I think you're a gracious guy. You seem like a good brother. I'm going to say that the archery is the cap. Cap. Is Capping on that archery. And you are correct. Archery is the cap. Why I haven't gone. Like that? <laughs> I haven't gone in a while. I haven't gone in way too long. That was the worst. But uh, I thought Jair's was bad because Jair got all of them wrong. <laughs> but that has to be the worst one because you picked the thing that we were just talking about. And I just said, don't leave the cap for the third one. But then you said, or do it. I don't care. Yeah, but I know. Uh, come on. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Listen, listen. You, you could have said the kind of sandwich you got because I wouldn't remember what kind of sandwich you got. But you listen, picked you threw me for a triple backspin. I can tell you that much. I, I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for this. That's the whole point. You're not supposed to be ready. Think I was ready last week? Well, I mean, you're the guy who did the. You set up the whole show here, so I don't know. True. He got you there. Yeah, what you gonna say? The whole well, thing. you better lean back and shut up. He got you on that one. This chair is comfortable. You're gonna come back next week, right? You'll be. I'd love to. Not you. Oh, sorry. You have to be here. 
Why he say sorry like that? <laughs> Peter loves saying sorry. Peter's one of those guys that say sorry about everything. <laughs> Peter, Peter gets shot by a bow. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> my fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. <laughs> Even just say my bad. My bad's better. But he goes, everything is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Peter, did you did you plug in that cable? No, I didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay, Peter. I'm sorry. Dude. But yeah, I mean, the whole archery thing, the, the summer class was not archery. I, I never went to a summer thing with archery. That would probably have been fun. But, uh, you know, I just, I, I went on my own time and I want to get back into it. All right. I'll push you. We go out there. We we shoot, we shoot some stuff, you know? Sure. I go out we there. Archery skit now. <laughs> we could do that. What it reminds that? me of the George Carlin's like flamethrower. Skit, like his whole stand up about that. Yeah. Speaking of flamethrowers, did y'all see that video? I'm not sure what borough it was. I'm gonna assume it was the Bronx. Oh, but the Bronx. brother was on top of a bus with a flamethrower. Yeah, he had oh. that. Uh, I think he had the one from Tesla, whatever the uh, the no, the boring company. Those things are sick. You think a company that makes a flamethrower is boring? That's what it's called. That's Elon Musk's. Uh, um, Thing. Yeah, you you looking at it right now, Peter? Look at look at Peter's face right now. Oh my god, Peter, look at your face. You didn't know what the boring company is? This was this was less than twenty this was less than a day ago, it's being reported. Oh my god. It's the called boring boring? company is, is, I'm, I'm is just... Elon Musk's company. Yeah. Can you start with me? Use it in a sentence. O R I N G. Elon Musk, Elon Musk is petty for that because he knows what he's making is not boring. That's the whole point. Yeah. Flamethrower from a top MTA bus in Brooklyn. That's ridiculous. What are you doing? Are, are you running away? Or are you taking out your phone and filming? <laughs> I mean, it, it's not that far. It's not. It doesn't have that nah, much. Nah, nah, that has some range on it, Peter. That yeah. flamethrower had some I got to watch it. To see, oh, my God. I see it now. I see it now. He was on top right. of the bus, and he was re- <laughs> reaching the bottom of the street. He was making the gravel, the, the topping of a creme brulee, Peter. That, that was, it was bad. And you make it sound so tasty. What the hell? It was bad. He had no shirt on out here looking like Mad Max Fury Road. I'm looking at it right now. That movie sucked. I, I, thought it was, I heard it was great. I have to Fury watch it, though. Sucks. I love uh, He just Tom jumps Hardy. off the... He sucks. He just jumps off the food truck. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Are you watching the video right I'm now? I'm watching right now. <laughs> That's Who insane. are you saying suck? Awesome. Oh, I... I uh, what's his name? Uh... What's the guy that played Mad Max in Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah, Tom Hardy. Why don't you like Tom Hardy? The movie was horrible. I, I don't like those type of I don't know. I don't like the movie. I don't like you don't it. like dystopian movies? Nah. Especially like I could barely get through Blade Runner. So those kind of movies, I'm just oh, like. Blade Runner is so good. I know Blade it's good. Runner, I just can't get through it. Wow. Like those three three to three hour uh, epics. I just can't really do it. Could you get through like the first and second Mad Max? The Mel Gibson one? Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Okay. I don't like Mel Gibson because he's... If you can like get you. through the first Austin Powers, you can get through anything. Okay. Well, first Austin Powers is the best. What do you mean? Oh, it's a funny movie. I love Austin Powers. Oh, man. Yeah. There's actually a YouTube video that I saw. I didn't get to see it. I saw the thumbnail and it said that Austin Powers predicted what cinema was going to be now. So I'm going to watch it and see what's, what is he's talking about. Mm. I don't know. I thought the first Austin Powers was the weak, weakest one. Yeah. Well, uh, it's usually the second one's the best one. And then you can say gold member and the first one, you can intertwine them. If you like more goofiness, you're going to go with gold member. But if you like it more like a like a straight movie that it makes sense, first one. So you don't like 
any type of movies that have to do with like a dystopian society or like a, a epidemic or zombies. So like... The movies are so because it's like it's not the real world rules. So you got to learn all their rules of their world, like in Mad Max, like where are all these cars coming from and stuff and so much stuff you have to learn. And it's just so boring. Give me a three and a half hour war movie. I'm in. I'm in. But like, like fantasy. But that's all facts you already know about. You, yeah. you don't know what Hitler did in that bunker when he thought he was going to lose. You don't know that. what these people are going to do with all these robots that are, that are putting tracking devices in their ass and trying to find them. When they when they all they doing is just breathing, they're, not, they're humanoids. You don't know, so like that's that's kind of exciting. Wait, so like I mean, like the more like outlandish kind of you know out there sci-fi and fantasy, are you okay with or no? Like what, like Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, or those Star are great Wars, because it's like Star it's, Trek. Myth, it's mythology. Yeah, those are like Star Wars, Star Trek. Because it's totally different from our our but, universe. It's yeah. a different. It, but it's okay. but it's because it's so like dystopian and it, it just I don't like it. I, I didn't like the colors either. I don't like the cinematography. No, I, you, you would I'm rather sit down. What? You would rather what? sit down and learn another language, another made-up language that some dork made up when he got picked on in high school, try to define <laughs> that language, than to sit down and try to figure out the different rules of a world based on ours. Jared hates George Lucas. He hates George Lucas. I don't hate. I don't know. I don't hate George Lucas. I don't it's just is. that the amount. Of effort that you put in to create another language for me to decipher and sit there and be like, yo, this dude is well, that's fire. Well, that's subtitle. That's, that's Tolkien. You're talking about Tolkien. Oh, you're talking about Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I don't really watch a lot of those, but I will watch them. You just said you like Lord of the Rings. I do like Lord of the Rings. I like the lore and stuff, but it's stuff like I could watch it, but I can't get Mad Max sucked. <laughs> but the colors and stuff, you're talking about Mad Max for your road? I, I liked the cinematographer. His brother's half Puerto Rican, don't know Spanish, and he's sitting here talking about, oh yeah, I, I, I can sit down and learn another language. Don't even know. They don't even want to know his it's native tongue. It's only like one scene. They're talking a different language. Uh wait, you're, or what, what are you talking about? Or oh my God, are? Peter! Who cares? They both have different languages. What's both? I'm not sure if Mad Max has different languages, but no, Mad Max is creepy. No, I'm talking. So what has? There's Lord of the Rings with the the Elven language, and then what are you talking about? What's the other one? I guess Star Wars, because when you watch Star Wars, there's other people of different languages. I mean, yeah, but it's not like the whole. That's what I'm saying. I it's not a whole those. thing. Like it's not like Elven. Like it's an actual like people study Tolkien's Elven or Elvish. I don't know you call it language. People study it. Who studies it? People. There's like nerds, like tall nerds, like tall oh, fantasy yeah. kind of nerds. You know, virgins. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. You, you know that Peter likes studies that language, right? <laughs> what? Peter took courses on that Elven stuff. Yeah, yeah, Virgin Marys. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I mean, that's oh man, it's pretty intense stuff. But I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know, man. Peter, what's the price What's popping off in the world? Do you hear oh, it on that mic? Oh yeah. Oh my God, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sound like we in a concert. A Billy Joe concert at MSG. You know his audio is loud because he can't hear nothing no more. I'm so mad. (laughs) Billy Joe. Billy Joe be like, how y'all feeling tonight? What? What? (laughs) 20,000 people in the stands. He can't hear nothing. What? What? How y'all doing? Left side. Hello? (laughs) Why are they just looking at me? Billy Joe need to play at some old home in Hicksville and just call it a day. 
<laughs> yeah, you didn't say the. You were just asking what the app name was. You didn't even say it once yet. What do you mean? What's our app and website? I was trying to find the app on the. I couldn't find it. It's WWSRN for iOS. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the one popping up on the app store. And it's worldwide sports radio network.com. Check it out. You, you want to slow down the next time you say that? I My can't I hear myself, so it's, I think I'm talking normal, but I'm, I guess I'm not. Hmm. Worldwide sports radio network.com. That's worldwide sports radio network.com. WWSRN for iOS. Worldwide Sports Radio Network for Android. That's WWSRN for iOS and Worldwide Sports Radio Network for Android. What 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 worldwide sports? Speedy can do that for us. Worldwide Sports Radio now. It's in the game. It's in the game. What's the first topic we got? Anybody got the everybody got the list? Ray of Sunshine? I can't. I can't. It's so bad. It's getting even worse. It's like I can't even talk. A ray of sunshine for CP3. Chris Paul. The ray of sunshine for CP3. Are you speak are you speaking Lord of the Rings now? What what in the hell does that mean? Chris Paul traded to the Suns. Oh, okay. All right. Chris Paul's traded to the Suns. Um how do we how do we feel about this trade? Chris Paul is a veteran that can st- as as we've seen, uh he took uh, the Thunder to the Western uh, Conference, the semifinals, uh, I believe, last year. Brother could still ball, veteranship, high IQ. But now he's going to Phoenix to join uh, Devin Booker, which um, yeah. the Suns went undefeated in the bubble, and that was really good, uh, but they didn't get nowhere. And he's joining uh, the former first-round pick, DeAndre Ayton. Now, DeAndre's been doing good, has been making a lot of noise. Devin Booker obviously is good. He needed a number two. A lot of people were speculating that he was going to go to the Timberwolves and join uh, Carl Anthony Towns and his uh, uh, OnlyFans having girlfriend Jordan Woods in Minnesota. Um, but now CP3 is going to Phoenix. How to what? What do you think is the effect of this trade? Because honestly, I'm not sure if that is the right space. For CP, uh, CP3 in the flourish, he has a big man that he's going to cultivate and he's going to uh, sharpen his skills. And obviously, Devin is going to learn from him. But is there is there any way that CP3 and his game can flourish? Because he was kind of the cornerstone in OKC, but now in Phoenix, they don't necessarily need him. They need his veteran leadership and they need his IQ. But do they need his play? Eh, I think. I think the Phoenix Suns got to add another. Add the Phoenix Suns. What? Horrible. They're not horrible. No, they they were the first team invited to the NBA bubble. I'm not sure if they were the worst team. Yeah, they're the worst team. I'm not. not, They have. They have talent now. Now they they lost a lot of people for it. They lost Kelly Oubre, uh, the tsunami poppy, which is very funny because. They released the new jerseys and they had Kelly Uber be like the, the lead model. And then they pulled up to the side, like, yeah, brother, you go you, you going off to OKC. Sorry about that. Let me get that jersey back though. That was that was that was kind of funny. To have the brother be the model of, of your he was in the, the cowboy suit and everything like that, looking like a, a black, uh light skinned John Wayne posing out in the streets, posing out in the in the saloons and the cowboys, and you you just trade him off to the OKC Thunder. That's horrible. But they had talent. 
They got talent. I mean, I don't I think Chris Paul will have an impact on the team. Like, it's probably it's just it's one of those things. Where it's like you need a star to really get the team going. Well, no, but, no, but De- yeah. Devin Booker, Devin Booker is that star. Devin Booker is that guy. Remember, Drake mentioned him in nonstop. If Drake puts you in a song, you know that you're going places. Kendall Jenner all up in your DMs. So I remember someone, someone tweeted, uh, "Oh, Kendall, Kendall Jenner was recently seen with Devin Booker, and they were like, cha- they were like uh, challenging her relationship statuses, and she was like, they, they really, they really act like I'm not grown enough to throw this coochie at whoever I want." And I stopped. I saw that, and I, sc- I like, I refreshed it just to see if this was real and if she really retweeted that, and she actually retweeted that. She, she sincerely retweeted that. I was like, okay, all right, all right. You you my fa- you my favorite of that family because you don't make a lot of noise. You messed up with that Pepsi commercial. I don't know what the hell you was thinking with that, but I you got a little respect for me for that. You got you got a little little bit of ounce of respect for me. Throw this coochie at nobody. I, I like that, but they are talented. Um, what I'm looking for is for him to flourish DeAndre Ayton into a star because DeAndre Ayton, uh, he, he was a big prospect, tw- uh, 2018 uh, first round draft pick. Um, and I want this brother to make some noise. I don't want him to be a, a, another Joel Embiid. I want him to be uh, not a Nikola Jokic. You know, I want him to stay in the pocket. I, I really want him uh, to develop that inside game so he becomes so dominant that he, he can be a liken to a Shaq. I'm not sure if he can has that potential to do that, but Chris Paul is definitely going to bring that out of you because Chris Paul. Do so you think they're going to have a Booker and Paul? That's going to be like the new duo? Well, like well, Devin Booker has always been a shooter. Um, he, he's he's a good point guard. He can run the floor, but when you need D Book to come out, he's going to be shooting. So that shooting guard position that's really going to help him flourish. Uh, now Chris, Chris, he he is an all fame uh, point guard talent. He's never been anything less. No matter where you put him, uh, whether it was the the Hornets back in the day, uh, pre Katrina whether it was L.A. with Lob City and Blake and um, – and uh, what's the other brother's name? Why am, why am I blanking on him? Peter Lewis. No, not Peter. Stupid. <laughs> uh, whether, it was, whether it was with Lob City or you put him out there with James Harden and Clint Capella. Or now he was just out there by himself with Danilo Gallinari and Steven Adams out in OKC, not making everybody. The brother's going to make some noise. Is this a move that he gets a ring? I'm not sure. You may want to bring in uh, a uh, a strong a strong forward, uh, 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 power forward, just to add a little bit of t- because I looked at the 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 lineup. It was him, D Booker, uh, DeAndre Ayton, and two other brothers that um, they're they're pretty solid. But I think you need that one more uh, one more piece that you can be like, okay, these guys are going somewhere. Maybe you maybe you add Al Hawford, uh, maybe you add someone else, maybe you. Uh, Robert Covington got picked up, but you just need one more piece because those three, the it's like a weird triangle that they all can do something individually good, but when it comes for them to do something together, like really mesh together, that's not necessarily uh, as clear yet, you know. So um, I'm excited though. I'm really excited for DeAndre Ayton to see what Chris Paul's game can do to his game because do you think that 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 Chris Paul is mad that he keeps getting traded to these teams, you know, Clippers 2011, 2017 uh Rockets, 2019 Thunder and now 2020 Suns. Do you think he should finally maybe do you think he's going to stay at the Suns now with with Booker? 
Chris Paul, no, I don't think he's mad because every time you get traded, it lets people know that you're an asset. Uh, whether it's going to benefit the other team or benefit the team that's uh, trading you. You're also, it's constantly like, okay, I got something that people want. People can see me as useful. And Chris Paul has never let down the organizations that he's played for. I mean, no one expected the Thunder to do what they did. I mean, it was only Chris Paul and some other key role guys that no one necessarily cares about. I mean, you had Steven Adams there. Um, you had uh, Shai Gilgis, uh, you had uh, Danilo Gallinari, but those those were never guys that people said, oh, yeah, they're really going to do something. They're really going to knock this one out the park. Um, so, you know, uh, I never, for, to me, Chris Paul is one of those players that when I get traded, okay, where, 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 what do I got to do? How am I going to get better? Um, there was video of him already shooting, shooting up the gym with Devin Booker. Um and I never think, and I don't think uh, retirement is on, something that's on Chris Paul's mind. Uh, he just goes out there and balls. He's a competitor. He's up there. He's a little bit up there in age, but that really hasn't shown in his game. You know, he, he's a veteran. He'll 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 get up in your behind. He'll push you. Um, his IQ is great, and he still can ball out. He's still he's still all star potential. So you know, as long as long as he has his boy LeBron to look up to. Because LeBron putting a million dollars into his body, man is 35, got a got a body of a 19-year-old. Um, as long as he has those those tips from his friends that are that are still at the operating at the highest level of the game, Chris Paul gonna be all right. Because of that competitive mindset that he has, it's not gonna let him slide. Um, so the, the Phoenix Suns are gonna be better. Um, they just need those pieces that they lost, because they they gave a lot for him. Um if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, you're you're ecstatic right now. What's going to go on? They're definitely going to um, be the best now. I'm not sure if you're ecstatic. You you're you're happy because you have someone to groom Devin Booker, and also you have someone to accentuate DeAndre Ayton's game. You have a um, star now, huh? Two stars. You have two stars now, and you got a guy that's. It's like it's one of those things where teams bring on like a superstar when they already have like kind of a superstar on the team, and they clash. This isn't one of those things. They got a superstar. They got two superstars now that they're gonna intertwine with, with each other. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be opposite. They're gonna help each other out. That's true. That's true. They're gonna help each other out. This thing. Um, but you don't. I never really trusted the uh, all star point guard and the the all star shooting guard. Like that was that's happened in Portland. Portland now. Um, it didn't start off like that. You had Damian Lillard, who was the focal point, and then C.J. McCollum, he developed into that role, into that game. Those guys have a great rapport. Um, <clears throat> so if you're going to have that, it's good for those two to uh, mesh because you don't want a certain level of selfishness to uh, be toppled onto one, and it can ruin the relationship, and it can ruin, the, uh, it can ruin their game. So it's good that uh, D-Book and Chris Paul are out in the gym now and doing what they need to do. Honestly, I don't think it's that that again because Chris Paul, he knows he's a veteran and he knows his job is to go out there and to kind of treat and to watch and to grow and to nurture, which is good. Um, but I never I never really believed in the the point guard, shooting guard, all-star teams. But DeAndre Ayton is there. Um, and if I'm a if I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, I'm happy because this reminds me of the early 2000 days where you had an all-star guard and Steve Nash, and you had a power forward who was killing the game in Amari Stoudemire. And you went to the Western Conference Finals, and you, you butted heads with the great Kobe Bryant a lot. 
to, to the point that you became a rival. Um, so just that that just that setup for Phoenix Suns fans, that's that's good enough. That's good enough for me. Like I, I'm excited to um, be remembered of the great days. You know, today's also the draft at uh, eight o'clock. Yeah, the draft is coming up. Who do you think is going first? I don't know. I don't. I barely know basketball. I don't know. It says I Anthony think, Edwards is going to be pick number one. I think Anthony Edwards, James James yeah. Wiseman. I don't. I don't want uh, Cole Anthony to fall too far because I believe uh, Cole Anthony, he could, that brother can ball, and I think he's going to really surprise people. I don't think he's going to be a bust. Um, but this, I want the mellow ball to get drafted yeah. number one. Because I watched that guy get drafted number one. People, uh, listen, Lomelo Ball got experience. The brother JBL, he played in his own league and he, he played overseas, so he's going to have more experience um, than most of these guys. Uh, but if Lamelo Ball does well, it's going to show that th- this route—I mean, that's already been expo- exposed—but the 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 route to get into the NBA, which is high school, and then a little bit of college, and then you go to the NBA, that's going to be officially toppled by him because it's going to be like. Listen, you can make your own way if you, one, capitalize off your likeness. You know, you have his father with a big baller brand and this, this, that. They have his own TV show. But if you capitalize off your likeness and your skill, you can really do anything. And um, the Melo Ball is right for you, Jared. What? We're going to go to football really quick. New York Giants fire offensive line coach after a verbal confrontation with head coach that included name calling. Nice. What type of name call? I don't know. Let me look it up right now quick. Because the only type of name calling that can get you fired right after you have an altercation is the racial card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, Mark Colombo is the one that got fired. Let's see what the verbal conversation is. East Rutherford, New Jersey. Let's go. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. Peter talks, so there's no dead air. Dead air. Um... Colombo, I'm trying to figure out if Colombo is a name that will hurl a racial slur. Colombo. He's the I one mean, that said it. Like against the head coach? Columbus. And you know how much people don't like Columbus because they say he, he messed up all mm-hmm. the indigenous peoples. So he may have he may have said it's uh, oh indigenous God. people uh, slur. <laughs> That's how it works. Oh, uh, man, they won't put what he, what he said. No, but this was against the head coach. Yeah. Who's head coach? Not Ben McAdoo, right? Doesn't no. say <laughs> not Ben Mac. No, no, not if it was something racial, ESPN would have put racist of remarks from offensive line. We all know, yeah, it, probably it's was, it was probably just like you, a hole. They want like the that. headline, yeah, you want the headline to be racist. No, um, the Giants coach, oh, oh, oh yeah, Joe Judge, yeah, oh, Joe Judge, yeah, oh, Joe Judge is white, okay, yeah. I mean, he could have just been, it could have just been really nasty stuff anyway. What they fired you say to a football head coach that gets you fired, though. Yeah, I, really. I mean, there's what, stuff. What are, what are morale, brother. If if you get in a fight, offensive line coach says something to you, and you fire the offensive line coach. You the head coach. I'm respecting you as a player. I'm out here. I'm getting spit on. I'm getting my chain snatched. I'm getting smacked up in the head every day. Someone gonna call you a little sissy. You gonna fire him? Come on now, brother. I mean, might have might have been like the straw that broke the camel's back here. You know, might have been. Maybe you said like. Oh, he said he said my wife is fat. Oh yeah, players looking at him like, oh yeah. When I wake up at night, I have night tremors and I'm sweating in my sleep because I have CTE. But your wife is fat. Oh yeah, I mean, sure, but I, you know, as when it comes to like getting fired over like name calling and arguments like that, I don't know. It had to be something bad, but just because, like you were saying before, what are you going to say to a football coach? Exactly. What if he's really sensitive? What if he's like sensitive about like 
one little mole he has on his upper lip. And he goes, we all know about that stupid mole you got on your upper lip. And he's like, that's it. Out of here. Sports is a place where no matter what, you are automatically insulated from people talking smack. I mean, like, you see it in the NBA. Kevin Garnett, one of the best trash talkers of all time. He went up, he went up to Carmelo Anthony during the game. MSG. He went up to Carmelo Anthony, guarded him, and he said, Lala Anthony, his wife, tasted like honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> oh, I remember that. He said that in his ear, and Carmelo was at the Boston Celtics bus ready to throw it out. <laughs> ready to eat. He was going to leave it all there. Nothing happened. Security guard is at MSG. were like, listen, brother, I, I, I can't do anything. The, the bus driver was yelling. Everybody was yelling. That's awesome. So for, you, so for you to be like, oh, he had an altercation. He called me names, this, this, and that. This is all speculation. First of all, we don't know what happened. I'm, I'm just I'm just talking smack. Just but athletes and sports personnel, they're ready for all that. You got to be ready for that, brother. Definitely. sends a message to your players. You know. Offensive line coach. No, 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 the head coach. No, 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 the guy who got fired. Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mad Max is a shitty movie. Okay. I mean, it could be a thing of like John Mulaney where it's like, that's the thing I'm sensitive about. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that could literally be it, like you were saying. It has to be. Or he's probably like, this is why Eli Manning left. <laughs> you, you were such a bad coach that Eli Manning retired. You know what? The color of highlighters that you use in your playbook is too fluorescent. What? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, get get him out, get, get him out of here. Talk about I like magenta, my yep. daughter's favorite color. <laughs> oh man, what else? Sports specific stuff. Can we make fun of the the Giants? This is why they don't play in New York because of you. <laughs> that means something. I mean, but the Giants, who they beat? they beat the uh, Eagles, right? The reason? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. They're not even real. They're not even, the Jets and the Giants are really even New York teams. Like the Mets, they suck. The Bills, though. Do you see the way the Bills lost? Did you see that? I saw it, actually. I watched, like, the last touchdown. Did you see that? I didn't have to watch Talking to Jared, Peter. Stop looking at me. Jared, did you see that? I have a chance to watch, but Peter, go ahead. Elaborate. Peter. (laughs) No, I just saw the (laughs) touchdown and stuff. It was, like, tight. It was, like, 38 seconds that the, the Bills were in the lead. And then, like, 20 seconds later or something like that, Arizona just... Oh, the hell yeah, hell Barry, four guys on him. Yeah, I mean it was it was yeah it was a total. I don't know if you call it choke job. It wasn't like a huge lead, but like it was. I wasn't no choke job. I mean, come on, it wasn't big enough of a lead, but it it was it was disappointment. (laughs) You got one guy in the middle, and you got four other players around him, and you're gonna let the guy in the middle catch the ball. That's DeAndre Hopkins, though. If this was if this was somebody. If it was Christian Kirk or somebody else on that team, that's whatever. But that's D Hop. That's somebody that Bill O'Brien didn't like. Bill O'Brien let him go, let him go to the Arizona Cardinals. They had their problems, and Bill O'Brien is nowhere to be found now. And D Hop is making Hail Mary catches on Pro Bowl corners on Javis White. Javis White getting knocked up and looked like he was in space, floating around. D Hop making that catch. You gotta expect that. If you, you bet the Bills, that. if you bet the Bills last week. And uh, you saw that. 
You should probably stop betting because it's not. Yeah, Kyler Murray running like a toddler that just stole, stole a toy. I saw someone said that on uh, Twitter this morning. <laughs> the way he's great, he got to secure that ball, bro, because the the brother's already small. That's right. He's already small. You, that's like taking that's like taking someone's lunch money. Like, give him that goddamn lunch money. Yeah. You snap it away from him very quick. But he got an arm, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that's top three wide receivers in the league currently. I go Julio, I go Hammond, and I go. Uh, I'll go Devontae Adams for his route running right now. If I'm missing out on somebody. Sure. Whatever you say. No, nah, I think I think that's top three in the league right now. I'll say that. I'm confident with that. I am confident in that. That's D-Hop. There's, uh, there ain't not much to say about that. Ain't much to say about that. That's what, that's, that's what's going to happen to you. Very true. Very, 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 very true. Uh, let's see. What's next? What's next? What we got next? Let me check my phone here. I text Speedy about it. Let's see. Bah, 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 bah. Probably good to see you, Epstein. Ha! Yeah. Enlighten me on this. I'm not too popping on the story. All right. So Theo Epstein was the president of the Cubs. Uh, he was there when the Cubs finally won the World Series. They say that he was the one that made all the trade and stuff. He's like, you know, Brian Cashman, right? You know, mm-hmm. Brian Cashman, he's the Brian yeah. Cashman of the Cubs, except the Cubs actually won a World Series. Unlike, so how long has he been with the organization? Uh, I think he's been, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. He, he must have been there during the, the curse, right? He was there during the, the war. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was there during the curse and everything. Yeah. Uh, but, but, let's see. Hmm. Yeah, that was 2016, I remember yeah, that 2016 day. they won, and, it, and Cubs fans won't shut up about it now. <laughs> Listen, you won in 2016. You didn't win for 100 years. So you shut up. That's why I like I like the White Sox. Cubs fans are like Met fans. They don't talk. They only talk about what, when they win. That's it. How come Buffalo doesn't? I was asking. Oh, go on, Jared. No, no, no you got to Peter. How come Buffalo doesn't have a baseball team? Florida? No, Buffalo. Buffalo? Yeah. It's too damn cold up there, Peter. I mean, okay, uh, Boston Red Sox. No, I but mean... they play. They play. Um, Right across Niagara Falls, they have uh, Toronto. You got, you, you got that wintry mix coming off that that Niagara Falls. You breathe, your your, your breath turned into a, a, a icicle. And same thing for all the lake, you know, like like Detroit, Chicago. It's well, I mean, the there's, same deal. there's no there's no reason to put a Bills. There's no reason to put one in Buffalo because you got the two best teams. You got the in New York, the Yankees, and the Yankees. That's it. Because <laughs> the Mets suck. But uh, you have why? Why put them anywhere else? They're in the city. There's no point of putting them anywhere else. It would be cool to have a Bills team. It's a big sports team, though. Oh, yeah, it's, big. it's, it's a huge a, sports it's town. A big, you know, city. And all That's those places fishing, where, fishing. where it's cold, those, those teams don't make no noise. Tigers not making no noise. Uh, the Brewers not making no not making no noise. I mean, it's... Two, 2011 is when he was there. So uh, within five years, within six years, they won a World Series with him after not winning for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not saying that it was all Theo Epstein, but it definitely was a lot of to do with Theo Epstein. They did get a lot of uh, first round picks because they were bad every single year. So uh, they could have a big thing with it, but I heard it was like a uh, argument, another argument with the with the head with the heads. They definitely, I think, what it is that they don't want uh, they don't want to spend the money because they spent so much money 2016 leading up to buy the players. They're like, listen, you got to do with what you got, but does the team's not good anymore? Uh, it, they can probably go through another. What, what I'm thinking is, do you think that he's gonna put a, a curse on him, another hundred year curse? 
I don't think anybody with the last name Epstein is in any business <laughs> to put a curse on nobody. Oh my God. Brother, you brother, you curse, you curse for the rest of your life. And your kids might be cursed too. <laughs> yeah, what a bad last name to have. Ain't that messed up? You see a kid with the last name Epstein, like ugh. Ooh. Ugh, whoa, whoa. what was your daddy doing? Like you okay? Blink <laughs> twice if you okay. Like <laughs> that I don't I'm you went to school with that Peter? I did. I did. Brother's not gonna pull up Madame Zeroni. I don't think he's gonna do that. But that that curse was dumb though, right? Wasn't it had to do with something with a with a goat and some and a plate of pasta or something like that? The Billy Goat um curse. Yeah, it was the curse of the Billy Goat, whatever it is. But yeah. if you uh help the uh Red Sox win too, so he's a winner. But it, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, hey. Uh, we won in 2016. We haven't won in a couple of years. Maybe it's time for some new blood. And he, he probably was like, listen, I'm leaving. He's going to go to a different team. I bet you he goes to the Mets easily. There's, there's the logical place to go. They need a they need a good GM. They need a president that knows how to win. And the guy that bought the Mets isn't dumb. He is dumb for buying the Mets, but he's not dumb. Not necessarily. If you, don't, if you have a plan for changing the organization, I don't think it's dumb. No, no, I'm talking about uh, buying the Mets for a billion dollars is dumb. I wouldn't spend two dollars on buying the Mets. Yeah, but you're biased. But the Mets are bad. But our ownership can't change the team around. No, it does. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the reason why the Mets weren't losing. That's why it's funny when you make fun of Mets fans. And like, I, I understand why the team's bad. It's because your owners are bad. They, they don't care. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like Robert Kraft cares about the Patriots. It isn't just like, oh, I, I, I own the team. I don't care about him. He's full on with, with caring about the team, and that's what this guy's going to be like. The other people that yeah, own the about the team that this brother gets massages. From, <laughs> he gets massages in some illegal masseuse ring. The guy's a billionaire. He's getting massages at a, at a and the team still wins. He still wins. Talk about yeah, they they, they give me a little something something at the end of my massage, but we won them. <laughs> yeah, I did that for the team. I had Lingling follow me for the team. Don't you understand this, Robert? You on the Patriots? Don't you understand? I do this. Yeah, I know how to win. This is how I win. This is in the budget. I spent a million dollars a year on this uh, on this masseuse right here. You want that Super Bowl? You want that Super Bowl march and the marathon going down in Boston? I need to have a happy ending. That's what it is. Happy end or no deal. It's over. I'll trade. I'll, I want to trade Tom Brady every single year. And I'll do it if you don't let me. You don't let me get my happy ending. So this guy, Theo Epstein, he left Chicago because of budgeting. So, 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 I wouldn't say. I say if you want to say it that way, yeah, I'm going to guess that's what it is. I mean, I don't think it really even came out yet why he left. But it is that Theo Epstein does want to do some stuff with the team. And the, peop the people that own the team probably said no. And he just left. You don't want to. You don't want to work for somebody that doesn't agree with you. That's why, like, uh, like the Yankees and Brian Cashman, the Yankees give everything to Brian Cashman, even though they don't win all the time. You just don't want any friction. But I also, Theo Epstein probably was like the guy's like, listen, I want to buy this player. He's we need a million more dollars, and the guy's probably like, nah, we can't really do this. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go to the Mets. He's gonna go to the Mets. He's gonna go to the Mets. So why do you think that Billy Bean of the uh... The athletics stayed when he didn't get what he necessarily requested. Because he wants to, he wants to see if this stuff will win. He wants to see if what he does will win. Which is, it, it, baseball is all math. 
it is it is all logistics and stuff, but it's not really working. You, you got to be able to win. Sometimes I mean, it's flukes. Didn't Billy go to the Red Sox like shortly after? No, he got offered the highest. Uh, I think it was the highest paid um, sports contract ever mm-hmm. for any executive or mm-hmm. um, or GM or whatever. Uh, like it was like twelve million, but he turned that down to stay with the Athletics. And now he's the the president of the baseball operations for the uh, athletics. Now I think I believe. Hmm. So I mean, it, it worked out for him. It would just be the most logical place for him to go. He's a big name guy. He knows how to win, and the Mets need someone to win. Like, like listen, I want the Mets to be good. I want I want all New York teams to win. Like I want uh, the Mets Mets and the Yankees to be to to be rivals again. But it just sucks when it's just like there's only one there's only one good team in New York. And that's the Yankees, and I guess maybe you could see the Rangers. Oh no, 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 no! I know you're an Islander fan, but no, but they they haven't. The Rangers have like a worse position than even the Mets. I mean, they've been around since like uh, 27 or something like that. They only they only have one championship since World War II. Oh. You know, 1940 to 1994. But they're better. No, they have the same amount of cups as the Islanders, but they've been around for like you know centuries. I mean, oh, decades you're doing. More. You're doing what the, what uh, people don't let the Yankees do. Oh, you won those 20 championships back in the 40s. But they won four. They only won four. They, they, that's like Montreal, though. Montreal has like 24 championships because of, you know, back in the day, there was only so, only so many teams. But the Rangers only have four, despite all of that, despite, despite being New York, despite everyone hyping them up every single season, even during the Islanders dynasty years and stuff. But they never do anything. It's, it's a James Dolan team. You look at the Knicks. You're looking at the Rangers and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dolan just likes the old and, and you know the whole the, like um, the old um, GM. He's still in the organization, I believe. Glenn Sather, you know, he was with the Oilers and stuff like that during their time with Gretzky. But I mean, Sather and and Dolan, they always go after like the old, you know, washed up free agents that are way past their prime and stuff like that. Like during the the 2014 run. Oh, what the Mets do? Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, sure, there's that too, of course, yeah. But like. Um, when they went to the finals in 2014, I mean, they gave up, they gave up so much like their captain, Ryan Callahan and like the, the picks to get what's his face, Marty St. Louis from Tampa Bay. And, you know, they ended up losing like in five games, like they almost got swept and it was really bad. Like they, and it took them to, it took them that season, that postseason, seven whole games to beat the flyers who like had no business in the playoffs that season. Like, no, I mean, the media and everybody just overhypes them every single year because they're New York's team. But they, they're not. They, they suck. boy, Peter. I will say I think the Rangers and the Knicks are bad because they play in Madison Square Garden, which is labeled the world's most famous arena. It's kind of like when you see that very, very attractive girl in school. <laughs> She's hot. She's she's smart. She got everything, and then her boyfriend is this one hundred and twenty pound vape smoking, lip pierce beanie wearing, uh, little little dweeb. And yeah. Like, yo, why are you with him? It's like, oh, it's just something about him. Something about him. I like something him. about him. It's like the great something that's great is always destined to be um, subdued to something that's horrible, or or or. Or wretched. It's like, oh, it's, it's something like that in life, not only in sports, but just in life. That's so true. Like everyone has their low points, but 
this this low point is starting to it's starting to itch. It's like, all right, let's let's move past it. Henrik is gone. We got a new goalie. <laughs> Russell Westbrook wants to come to New York. Brother, date someone new. Date someone who works in the library. Something. I, I'll take anything. But like, you're gonna have to change up who you date. Cause I'm sick of my car smelling like cotton candy vape. Yeah. And I mean sorry. Oh, go ahead. Stop Ra- saying sorry, okay. damn it. So I mean the Rangers, like they have like a promising, sorry. they have a promising future and all that. You know, they they do. Like they have, you know, two really good goalies. They might even trade one of them during this season or next po- most next off season. But I mean, the Islanders just made it to the conference finals and took the eventual cup champions six games. You know, they, they gave them the most trouble, more trouble than any other team did, including Dallas. Dallas, the Islanders could have beat them easy. But they, I mean, they just, you know, the Islanders made too many mistakes and Dallas just kind of gave up. They had a couple players that were going Corey Perry and Joe Pavelski, these two old guys, they just got in the free agency the, the, the past offseason. They were the ones consistently scoring during the actual like finals. Mm-hmm. So like I, I mean, you know, the Islanders they're they're gonna be damn it. I mean they have a new goalie too, Ilya Sorokin, who is damn the best. Good. Damn good. Why do you mean like you prayed on like that? <laughs> they're gonna be this is really he didn't, he didn't say it like he said it in a seance. Even if I have to do it, even if I had to do it with my bone arrow, I would make them win. <laughs> Peter, can you pull up some commercials? We're an hour in. Let's uh, let's yeah, get a quick it's about time. commercials. It's about so, time. Man, I we have breaking news as well when we come back. Just got it on the Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. That new Apple Watch got first birthday, baby. How do you like it? It's, it's good. Hey, online. Uh, like say you don't want to leave? No, no. We'll pick something different. Just pick, uh, pick a commercial. Just go back to the commercials before that, that started the show. Oh, yeah. So we'll be right back. This is How You Know, starring Jared Harvin, Austin Titel, and our producer, Peter Lewis, with an O. Boom. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. All right. Welcome back to How You Know. That sounds dope, right, uh, right Jared? Wait, put that song back up. Why you? Why did you just fade it out? I want to hear Jared's breaking news. I think I know what it was. It went on my phone too, but I don't want to spoil the surprise. Breaking news. Y'all no longer going to see all these snot-nosed kids in New York City Running up, jaywalking, doing this, doing that, making fun of you in the streets. No longer that. You know why? Because New York City has officially closed all its public schools and they're going remote. So all these kids out here making fun of you on your way to work, you're not going to see them no more. They're going to be in the house on on their laptops, tablets, PlayStation 5s, going learning. So no more. So Thank all God. you insecure adults out there, don't worry. You're not going to see these snot-nosed kids no more. You can no go more to work and eat, that, eat, eat as many donuts as you want. Perfect. No more 2.30 traffic. That's the worst. No more school buses, baby. Hell yeah. And it's going to be cold, too, so they're not going to be outside. You're not going to see them outside. It's 40 degrees today. 
I got uh, four socks on right now as we speak. It's cold. That suck. These kids that's ain't not- coming out. How mad are you right now if you're a New York City parent and you're, uh, your kids are like, yeah, listen, we're not going to school tomorrow. We're going to do it here. How mad are you going to be? How See, you know? They, that's why That's why they were so keen on opening up at the schools in the first place. These parents didn't want to deal with these kids. They had free uh, free nannies. It was awesome. Teenage, teenagers, they left it up because my dad works in the school. Teenagers, the high school, they left it up to the kids. Really like, yo, what, what y'all want to do? Yeah. Parents, they were at that PTA meeting. The p- parents of the elementary school, middle school, they were at that PTA meeting. Like, no, y'all gotta open up these schools oh, right no, now. No, Matter of fact, add some extra school after school activities and start a daycare service too. Because I, I am not doing that. Week. They said, "You want to open up the schools on Saturdays and Sundays? Go ahead. No church for them. They're gonna be in school. I don't have to watch." <laughs> um, That's exactly what they said. But now they close. Strictly remote. Let me read. Hold on. Let me read the headline. Again. Yeah. Strong lockdowns are coming again. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Cases are going up. Cases are going up. New story. Yep. They close, close. For real, for real. If you're, uh, I don't know, parents are mad. Kids are like... PS5, baby! Xbox, Xbox X, baby! No, I, 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 I yeah, you're right, because the parents going to have to buy something to occupy those kids. I know what you got to do now. It's like, what's the point of doing remote learning on Zoom? Just do it over Xbox or PS5. While Patty you play Cake, Call of Duty, you get a nice lecture. Patty Cake and Jenga can only last you a couple months. Until that, if you don't know how to do magic, you are screwed. Man, if you got these young kids. I mean, to be fair though, like I'll be playing. I mean, during like the stronger lockdowns, like the you know for the whole state and most of the country. I mean, I would like I would be listening to podcasts about like stuff like readings of books or like you know history and stuff like that. I learn a lot. So, have you learned a lot during lockdown? No, I definitely did. I learned so much. I learned a lot too. What'd you learn? How uh, you're a serial killer, and we don't really know. We, we're gonna find the body later. No, yeah. I just learned more. Uh, I had more time to play drums. I got more time to to take online classes for doing some sketch stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was doing. I was working from six a.m. all the way to nine p.m. I had nothing to do, and now now it's great. But it's not good. It's you got to get outside. You got to do stuff. Like now, I'm getting to a point where it's like, man, like I got nothing to do. Like we do this podcast, and hopefully, it gets it gets you know. Uh, somewhere and stuff but it's like there's no there's no path there's no path you know when you're working you can go here like the comedy clubs too jared you would probably say the same thing it's like you have no clubs to go to now so it's like you just gotta keep writing and writing and writing and then post on instagram and stuff like you're gonna make your own your own path and i'm i'm not mad at that i I love that fact the problem with we we are young we are young adults so the problem with that is a lot of kids uh, adults are laying out the framework for them as to what to do so like you, people like us say, oh yeah, we learned a lot because we had our own ambition to want to do something and want to learn something. But these kids, they're having these online sessions and they're they're giving these assignments that they should work on because these these are what the adults think they should learn. You got to give these kids some time to sit down and really figure out what they like because you can have all the free time in the world, but if that kid doesn't know they want to learn Spanish. They're not gonna learn Spanish, or if they don't, if they don't want to know, learn more about Explorers or Magellan, or try to or try to pick up lessons on a guitar. If they don't know that, they're not gonna do it. So you got to give them some time, bro. 
You got you got, you got to step back and let these kids figure that out for their own. So I say let the video games run its course. Let everything else run its course because when you're bored, you really truly have some type of reflection. And when you're younger, I don't know. I mean, 13-year-olds, they, they know what they're doing. 13 and up, they know what they're doing. But these kids that are 13 and younger, you got to give them some time. Don't just try to keep them occupied and keep them busy. This is the time where they can actually figure out what they're into and actually pursue that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I did a lot. Like, I was, especially my, even just drumming in general, just I drummed for three years. And I, and in these last five, six months, how much more my skill has gone up is, is amazing. And the same thing with the, just writing sketches now, able to to know how to write it and, and how to work on it, you know? You, know mm-hmm. you have no time in your hand. You just, first draft is a draft, draft you go to. And us doing this, this would never happen without the uh, the lockdown and the the whole COVID thing. There's no way this would this would happen. No, I had, Monday through Friday, I wouldn't have to. Do, I wouldn't be able to do anything. But now, when people going back to work, you know, either remote or even if I do ever get a call back in the city, I know how to now do this. You know, we would make plans and stuff. It was just the the ideas came from being alone and not being a dude. It's like, listen, I got to do something. If I was working for, uh, Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m., no one would want, want to do something like this. But this really showed people what they want to do. And people always say like that that Shakespeare thing, like he wrote like Macbeth and all those plays during his uh, his quarantine, whatever. That's what people are doing. Not probably to that extent, but there's going to be stuff. This is going to create the renaissance. And especially when New York City becomes slums again, I want to be there. I want to be there for them. I want to be there with you guys, be there. And for, for the Renaissance, I want to be in, in the in the history books. Just, that's what, what Renaissance. About. Okay, time out. What Renaissance are you talking about? Because the only difference I've seen in New York City is the the treatment of the homeless and how they interact with people. I saw a homeless man pissing into a Gatorade bottle with his genitals in between his legs, doing it backwards. He tucked he tucked himself. He knows how to he do literally it. tucked himself and and pissed into a Gatorade bottle backwards. It was a skill. It was, it was he was doing it like it was, a, it was like it was a street performance. Where do you think that level of confidence comes from? Where do you think that level of ingenuity comes from? It comes from you seeing HM boarded up because of Black Lives Matter protests or nobody on the streets. If if that's the type of renaissance you talk about, you can keep that. I can tell you that much. I'm, I don't want to see that. I'm talking about people now seeing how live theater and going to comedy shows and that should be a part of life, not just sitting. When this whole thing is over, people are going to are gonna want to pay. Top dollar are going to want to just go outside to the city, just go and do stuff again. And we're going to be right there. Give them either it's a comedy show, sketch show, something that would just get our art out there. Because now is the time that artists come back and being in the forefront and show them culture and stuff again. And that's what's going to happen. It happened in the 60s, 70s. It stopped now, but it's going to happen again. All the great music is going to come out. All the great comedy is going to come out. All the great movies are going to come out. It's going to be great. Movies that are made way better than Mad Max are going to come out. It's <laughs> This is going to happen. And it's true. And I think it's really true as long as, you know, we can open up stuff. But I think that every – and I was talking to Peter no, about – I think like, that's, that's the big change. That is the big decider in – all this change that you talk about with the 60s or 70s, the absence of, you don't like the movie, but it's kind of very prevalent now. The absence of a utopian society 
When we yeah. dive into a dystopian society, that is what causes change. 60s, 70s, you have all these people who are dying. Uh, they don't want to fight in the Vietnam War because they feel that uh, innocent people in Vietnam are dying and their brothers and sisters and their sons and their nephews and their and everything else are being sent over to Vietnam to die. That was a major change and a major poise on their regular life. It's like, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Now we have a change. Then you have Woodstock and all this stuff like that. And then you have civil rights and Harlem, Harlem Renaissance. And well, that's not during the same time. I messed up. But um, the Harlem Renaissance during that time, after after a period of coming out of slavery, there is an embrace, um, embrace of black culture. And you see that because there is a drastic change. The absence of all these places not being open and for us not having the avenues to chase our dreams in the in the regular way, in the conventional way, that's what's going to cause the change. And you talk about these things like the, that that's not happening now. I mean, people are making great art. I mean, you see that on TikTok and the music is still popping now. The time to do it is now. The time to capitalize is now. You know, it ain't no time for waiting to be like, oh, when everything comes back. No, you got to get yours now. It's not and it's not going to come in the form of it's, you know, it's not going to come in the form of something that you're used to. Uh, something that you know how to tackle, or you know how to maneuver, it's going to be extremely new. But that's because th this environment that we're in is extremely new. You know, everybody so you being able to stream now, just like everybody can buy a computer now and just stream whatever they want. It gives everybody an avenue. It gives people that never thought that they can do it be able to do it, which I think is great. But it's like the best of the best, the people that are going to like start change and people that are going to be like like us. I think that our comedy team we're going to be at the forefront. I think that we're going to. We're gonna we're, we're gonna do it, and if it wasn't for this whole quarantine thing, I, I don't think it, it would have sparked it so fast. Because people, you know, when you're doing a, a nine to five, doing what, what you want to do, you get comfortable, and this made everybody uncomfortable. And the bet and the best stuff you do is stuff when you're un uncomfortable. And I definitely I, I don't know about you, but I was always uncomfortable. I come home from work, my ass hurts. I change, I take a shower, I work out if I can, and I'm going into the city or I'm writing or I'm doing something. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking that's about. The, that's that's, the, that's um, I mean, but uncomfortability is the key to accomplish anything. You People talk about you have to have these uncomfortable conversations with social issues or uh, Trump versus Biden, this, this, and that. You have to get uncomfortable, stay comfortable. Just stay uncomfortable. Because if you stay uncomfortable, then you're always going to stay poised to accomplish your goals. There's a, a great quote that my coach said when I was at baseball. It was like, uh, be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Just like comedy. If you're uh, yeah, that's stand -up. uncomfortable. That's stand -up. You're a guy like, like Dave Chappelle that looks so confident and so comfortable in it, it it's the best. It's, the, it's amazing. You have to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. That's with anything. Anything that you're going to do that actually means something. If, if you don't have butterflies with it, it's not, it's not worth it. I know PP. I know people say like I oh I don't get nervous. If you don't get nervous, something something up with you. You're always gonna get nervous no matter what. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily get nervous anymore. I I don't know how to explain the feeling. Um, it's maybe a heightened level of excitement now because now that I've, I've done it. What? Do you get any any sort of like stuff where it, you you're telling me you don't get any like I I don't really get. Like doing this podcast, I don't really get a, a like nervous or anything, but it's definitely something there because you know you're doing something. It's not like you're just. Well, I mean, it's 
it's kind of it's kind of like a uh, I get nervous to stick to the guidelines, but everybody broke the cursing rule on the show, so I I don't really get nervous on that anymore. No, everyone's dropping s bombs and f bombs <laughs> back here. Like, yeah. all right, if I mess up, it's not gonna be that bad. Uh, who said the f bomb? I I I know I said uh, uh, the first show, first show. So it dropped that. F-bomb. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. That's right. You cur- you, you curse multiple times on this Mike, show. The mic wasn't on. How many times did I curse? I already said uh, the s word once. I think it was Peter, I'm talking to you. I think I, I don't. I'm trying. I'm thinking too. I don't remember. Oh, Peter was just looking at the screen like this. You were, you were going off on Mad Max, and you actually got mad at Mad Max a couple times. I was like, all right, brother, you, you, you got to get that mad. I was forced to watch it on on a bus while going to Vermont. <laughs> on way to school? Yeah, for oh, a wow. baseball team. Of course, they picked Mad Max. And I, when I voted, I voted for the Mel Gibson one. I didn't know it was this other one, but it was the other one. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. So you admit you like some form of the movie. I like the similar new one. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I didn't like any. But like I was saying before, this whole COVID thing is gonna make artists better. Hopefully. Hopefully we make it. I don't think it's gonna make art better. I think it's just going to um keen in the tunnel vision of people who observe the art um, uh, and whether it comes out of boredom or sheer curiosity or, Oh, let me figure out what this TikTok thing's about. Or, Oh, let me see how powerful YouTube is as a streaming service, because I don't know what to watch. That's, I mean, it's, it's been happening. Um, and you just gotta be, you have to be lucky enough, honestly, because a lot of this is consistency and, and you got to have talent, but you also have if, to be there. You can't just some luck, like, oh, some luck doesn't okay. pop off with you then it's persistence and there's always some luck but if you're not there like like uh the reason why we also even form this whole comedy team and stuff and trying to do this production stuff is that like you you learn in school it's what you do in theater you all not one all not one person can do it all and you need to bounce off ideas and stuff you need someone there to to help you yep and it's just like you you really can't do it there's no they're called the beatles they're not just called one person. There's no Paul McCartney without Ringo. There's no John without George. That's the whole thing. And then, but after when they when they make it there, then they can do do their own thing. But they learn how, how to do it. Not one person can do it all. Yep, that is true. That is very true. And that's how we're gonna have the we have the best comedy team that's gonna come out of this. I want headlines to be the best thing to come out of COVID. Harvin slash Titel. That's what I want. That's what I want to happen. If Keen Peel can do it, we can do it. Okay. If uh, uh, Jerry Lewis and uh, Dean Martin can do it, we can do it. I mean, we can't sing like Dean Martin, but we can be as funny. You uh, you really shooting for the stars there, buddy, huh? It's going to happen. You got to say, hey, listen, you're a big manifester. I, I'm a big manifestor, but I don't think uh, Dean Martin or Kean Peel ever commented on the quality of their podcast during the podcast and cursed <laughs> on their own podcast when they said they can't curse on their own podcast. I don't think oh, Dean Martin or, or Jordan Peel or Keegan Mike and Key have ever done that. But all right, brother, I'm with you. I never said the F word. That's that's the worst one you could say. No, I never said the F word. Jair did, but okay, all right. No, Jair did, but but here's the thing: when Jair. Didn't really say because his mic wasn't on. 
We thought his mic was on. It yeah, was. that's right. That is right. Okay. All right. Yeah, you are right. I take back everything I said. Peter was the first one to say a curse word. I take back everything I said. Yeah. Peter was the first one to curse. But this COVID, damn, another, another, New York City to close public schools as the virus cases rises. The nation's largest school system will return to all remote learning. Now, this is very interesting because the nation's second largest school system, LA, said that they were closing, and New York said, nah, F that. <laughs> we about to we about to do what we about to do now that the cases are rising they like uh uh, uh close the school close it. Uh, sorry, you say you want to close it close it now do it it's like okay you you kind of knew you knew the risk of of doing this and you knew how big these five boroughs are and how many people are are involved in it now this comes on the heels of a vaccine popping off now, we know we know Bill de Blasio's stance on things. We know where his uh, priorities lie. And also we know how, um, quote-unquote, harsh uh, Cuomo could be with these new COVID uh, laws and these sanctions. Now, with that being said, when you have a, a school system as big as New York, as intricate as New York closed, and you have talks of a vaccine coming out, to some people, it could seem like how how trustworthy are they or how confident are they in this vaccine uh, coming out that they would close a school system this close to the announcement of a of a vaccine. Now, the vaccine is not prepared yet to come out. Um, they, they can't allot it yet. They can't give it out. So more people can get sick and you want to prevent that. But the cases are rising now. Um, on the heels of a vaccine coming out, it kind of makes you think which part of our government trusts the vaccine and which part doesn't. And this whole thing is kind of starting to arise with people um, saying that they're not going to get a vaccine or they're not going to get the shot, this, this, and that. I kind of, I kind of wonder what is, what is the, the preface of trusting a vaccine or, or trusting that, uh, whatever a government is creating is going to actually benefit you and not to some degree, it's going to be a level of control or like stifle you into a system. Um, so where do you, th where do you think the mistrust comes from when it comes to a vaccine? I think it comes from just, uh, you know, the American people's large distrust, understandably over a very long time of the pharmaceutical and insurance companies that own the whole medical system that mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, like they, you know, they keep everyone from getting universal health care, even though it'll be cheaper, it'll be less red tape, people will get the health care they need. And I mean, they, yeah, they, they've, you know, the people who run them have stopped that many times. And I mean, the FDA, even when they, when they had this, this drug, I think it was for arthritis, it was a Vioxx. They, the FDA, the FDA covered up their findings like movie of, company. of their own, you know, maybe <laughs> their own scientists that, that said that, yeah, this is going to cause heart problems with people, heart failure, heart attacks and stuff like that. The FDA silenced them and they just, they just let the, 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 the drug go on the market and a lot of people got heart disease. They got heart attacks. They got all that stuff. And I mean, yeah, even so it's tough to say, I mean, in terms of like what the government's going to do, I mean, Cuomo, you know, everyone knows that, you know, Gavin Newsom 
you know, from Cali, the governor of Cali, you know, he's, you know, corporate tool and all that. But like he actually did a lockdown. He responded to the pandemic a week before Governor Cuomo did. Yeah, that so, is true. And then Cuomo like had that policy where like he's he's not allowing senior homes to refuse COVID infected people from going to the nursing homes. Like and thousands of patients were in the nursing homes. And, you know, it was really bad. I mean. There, there's no like the Democrats and Republicans, they're going to have their whole partisan arguments. You know, it's what I was saying in the first episode, basically. And it's the same thing when you go down, you know, down the off down ballot, down the offices and stuff. But they 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 honestly just don't care. They they have they have their different factions in the whole ruling class, stuff like that. But they don't actually care about you and me. Like, long story short, I can get into it more. But that's this is a sports comedy show. I'm not getting into it anymore. All right, we first of all, listen, let's not limit ourselves, okay? We already went over the sports. We talk about whatever we feel to talk about, and we sprinkle in the aspects of comedy with our perspective. So don't don't ever limit yourself. Now, Peter, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. What you just said seems like it was copied and pasted off a of Merriam Webster website. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, my brain I, hurts. <laughs> but I will agree with you that it is influenced by a lot of perspectives, which is kind of sometimes facilitated with a bipartisan um, by bipartisan a uh, uh, narrative. Now you have Democrats who are going to say what they want to say. And you have Republicans who are going to say what they want to say. And this country is not shy of creating discourses that can allow people to mistrust them. Mm-hmm. There's a, lot, a lot of black people, they are shy uh, they shy away from taking vaccines. Mm-hmm. Why? Because this country has not has shown that a constant disregard to people of color, but also things like the Tuskegee trials, what oh. they done to people in Tuskegee with the with the with the test of drugs and this this and that, what they've shot into yeah. uh, black bodies. That that leads up to a lot of mistrust. And then when you have a track record of certain things like slavery or Jim Crow or, or vagrancy laws or black codes. There's a, a a certain going out of your way to to mistreat or to uh, or to inconvenience these set of people. Yeah. That is up now. That is up to your mindset of how far, as a black individual, one person, you you feel, or a person of color, you feel that the government doesn't care about you as an individual. But to that same effect, it is up to you as a person of color to distinguish how much of history you're going to let determine what you do now your perspectives now how much of the tuskegee or how much of slavery or how much of the black codes or how much of jim crow you're going to let encroach on your life to say hey these people really don't like us i'm not going to take that i'm not going to take that uh vaccine because they, they they don't they don't want us here they don't trust us they're trying to kill off my black body as an individual yeah now to me hear me out here I have a wild theory that what if vaccines and trials like the Tuskegee trials were done so black people or people of color can develop a mistrust with the government and the vaccines and and things like CDC so that they won't take those vaccines when in turn these vaccines can really help them and will lead off to some type of killing or genocide towards people of color. 
What y'all think uh, about conspiracy it? brother from uh, Undercover Brother? What y'all think about that? Let what me y'all think about that. Listen, I told you I sit in my bedroom and my thoughts be coming right back at me. These are one of these thoughts that that be ping pong in that's, my that's head. Really, like if they did an Undercover Brother now, that's definitely Dave Chappelle would say they don't want us to take a CDC. What it works. They don't want to take it. Because what is the pur- what is the purpose of doing all those trials and tests? Yes, because our bodies are some are some of the bodies that are not. Uh, wanted or mistreated in this country and no one will care about us and they, they don't want to hurt their own this yeah. this and that but what is the what is the the purpose of creating this constant mistrust this consistent mistrust where it's like oh i'm not taking that what if we're, we're doing exactly what they want us to do i mean uh you're saying the this trust you're saying like the, the, the it's, pur- it's purposely formulated the mistrust between people of color and the government is purposely formulated like that so that people of color won't take vaccines and which in turn the vaccines are actually good. Oh, I, I mean, you know, there's ton of that stuff. I mean, they, you know, it all comes down to, they just, I mean, it's kind of like, and it goes for everybody though. I mean, yes, yes, definitely like the, the Tuskegee trials and stuff like that. There's actually a great empire files episode on YouTube called uh, used and betrayed hundred years of, U.S. Hmm. soldiers as lab rats. It yep. goes over that how like they tested chemicals on, on Puerto Ricans who have that you know mythical Puerto Rican skin. It's brown stuff, and and, and black people and they they set all kinds and of they, and they have effects on that. They have effects on that with the tests. They say with all those tests that they did is the reason that no Puerto Ricans can speak Spanish. Oh. What? Wait a minute. I, I can speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> what are he's talking about here? Oh, he's yeah. a I just wanted to see the look on Peter's face. <laughs> Peter went. Peter went. You mean Puerto Ricans can't speak Spanish? What? <laughs> I'm going to get my bow and arrow. That's it. I'm going to get my bow and arrow. That's it. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to get my bow and oh, arrow I mean, on my next time. Yeah, I mean, but the nuclear testing, though, and stuff like that, I mean, that was done to everybody. And, you know, all kinds of soldiers. And, yeah, I mean, that stuff is awful. Like, a, a bunch of people are very distrustful you know i mean yeah like you know the the, the black belt in the the black belt in the south the you know apple all of appalachia you know they they've all been they all have a very big distrust of the u.s government because you know they they always wanted to sell them something like the the drugs and stuff like that or i mean the you know especially the black population they were very affected by the drug wars and now the war on drugs is coming to the more white population yep. or affluent, maybe, you know, like what they call labor aristocracy, that population that, you know, was, you know, the working class people, but they're paid better, but that stuff's been fading away since the seventies. And now you got the opioid crisis in like the, you know, the more white yeah. communities. And, and this is the time now, like when people are more open than ever, I feel to, you know, at least in, since maybe the forties and the thirties to, a different kind of system that they'll actually work for them and actually learning about that stuff because you didn't really have that before you had, you know, like I was saying labor aristocracy, where it's like, Oh, well, I don't want to, you know, I want to rock the boat. I I'm doing well. I got, I got good pay here. I got all this stuff, but that stuff's going away now. And it's time for people to, you know, stand in solidarity with each other, all of their, their struggles and their problems and stuff like that. And I, I think that there are big openings now and we just, we have to do the right thing here. Is a big opening caused by COVID because it all puts us on the same playing field of humans trying to to survive, and mm-hmm. um, and now you of course you have your factions that try to uh, cause uh, division differences, which is uh, I'm not gonna wear my mask, anti-maskers, and you have people who. 
try to influence race and the Black Lives Matter with the election and stuff like that. But this is the first time that we're all on the same playing field as humans, um, where honestly, I've never seen the, the, a virus putting us on the same playing field in the same arena. Which is funny because this virus hits people in different ways. Like mm. I've never, I've never seen a virus that is so like personality uh, concerning. It's like the virus will come up in your body, like, hmm. Well, you seem like the sensitive type of person, so I'm only gonna have you lose your your sense of taste and your sense of smell. Now, you, you seem you seem like a loud person, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut off your breathing. I'm gonna put you on a ventilator. It hits everybody in different ways and in different in different shocks. Yet it puts us all on the same playing field, which is kind of poetic. When you think uh, about I, it. it, it reminds me of Osmosis Jones and then uh, what's that Chris Hart movie with Bill Murray? It, what movie? That's what, Jones, it's like, yeah. uh, that's what it feels like. That COVID goes in there. It's like, all right, what can I mess with with this guy? That's awesome. Like, this is like COVID is like the first woke virus <laughs> where it cares about you so much to the point that everyone gets it differently. Like COVID cares about your voice. COVID hears you. COVID knows you. It's like we, we hear we hear at COVID care about you. We please call us at one 911 Like th- this is the only this is the only virus COVID that co. what? COVID Co. That's the company. Call us. COVID, co- COVID and Co. We COVID here co. at COVID and Co. care about you. <laughs> we 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 hear you. We stand with you. And our and our ventilators are available to hear you out at any time, twenty four seven. Just call this number right here. I mean, and it's like, bro, I, I don't know. It hits us so differently. Yet we are so keen on finding the differences and like between each and every one of us. I mean, and that's with every virus. I mean, the Spanish flu, the last big pandemic, you know, in in the nineteen tens. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like you know, it, it didn't absolutely kill everybody. It didn't, you know treat the same way like treat everybody the same way but that's a fact. I mean, it, it was a big problem you know it's and that, that's just how el- these illnesses and the viruses and you know diseases like that work it's not it's not always going to be the same thing you know in infections stuff like that it's uh you just have to be very careful and, and they have to i mean they have because like people were like rushing to open up and stuff like that because a lot of the times because they weren't getting any assistance they only got one stimulus check that you know came to like most people and Mm -hmm. then nothing again that was just for like like one month and nothing for the first month that like you know nothing was given to people and they were just suffering and stuff but i don't know i mean they just have to do it right this time i feel like you know with other countries you know vietnam china cuba you hear you you see the video footage and stuff and they're they're doing better they're doing all right but like over here, because we were just so reckless with, you know, locking down properly and getting the masks on and, and having ventilators, like you were saying, you know, you're saying there are ventilators available. I mean, New York State in the past 20 years, they were saying they've lost 20,000 hospital beds due to like hospital closures and stuff like that. And they I mean, and they could have what, what the president should have done was just like, you know, in World War Two, they had the they have like that um the the bill in congress where it's just like well in the in the u.s government where they in an emergency situation they could tell a factory all right look you're going to build this now but instead of machine guns and stuff like that like in world war ii it's going to be ventilators it's going to be masks it's going to be like wartime wartime efforts you have medical time efforts 
So, no, it, it's, all it's, right. it's a word yeah, normalization, right. yeah. Uh, all right, okay, my head hurts now. I hear this on the news every single day. Do you? Yes, <laughs> yes, I don't want to hear this. I can hear it on the news every single day, but don't even know what to talk about when it comes to the news. Listen, I don't know anything. I only know it'd be funny. <laughs> you could yeah, be funny. We, we'd be funny. We've got, we got to talk about it here because um, the vaccine's coming out. What, y'all going to get the vaccine? Well, I'm going to see what happens first. I want to let people who really need it and who have yeah, it. Get first. What do we see what happens? What, what do you think is going to happen to these people who would first take it? Like, if it works, trials, what do you think is going to happen? You think an arm's going to grow out their ass? What do you think is going to no, happen? I don't think, I, you don't know what these things. It's like uh, they could just die. I don't know. Who knows? Because that does. Yes, that is a concern. Like, I, I never buy the first iPhone. I have a second one. Okay. You never buy the first generation anything because the, the next generation that comes out is 20 times better. Right. Right, Peter? Peter knows Usually, about that. Yeah. So the same thing. Probably I'm going to go with my vaccines. I'm not going to. If people die, what do you think is going to be the reason that they die? I don't know. If, if, if there was to if there was to be a problem with the vaccine, what do you think the problem with the vaccine was? Probably just doesn't work or it makes it worse or something. Right, Peter? That's what you think? What do you think? It I mean, because the vaccine, it has a little bit of the strain of the, yeah, it has you it know. In there. So, I mean, yeah, that's the concern. That's why, you know, you're supposed to do all this testing. You do all this testing to figure out if it's good mm -hmm. or not. I mean, you know, if I get the virus and there's a vaccine out there, I'm going to. I'll be the first one in line to go get the vaccine. Oh, me too. If it works, I'm taking it. I'm not, but, I'm not, I'm definitely doing it. But I'm going to let the people who have the virus and who, who like have the most trouble, you know, maybe, maybe the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I, I'll let them get it first. I don't want there to be, you know, I don't want there to be a shortage because, you know, I got it and I, don't, I never had the virus and I, there's no more left. And I just, I'll just wait it out until I get my turn. I think I'm gonna wait it out indefinitely, because I don't know. Because a lot of people don't take the, don't even take the flu shot. Yeah. People people complain that when they take the flu shot, they get sicker than they would actually be if they had the flu. Yeah. So if I'm dealing with Corona and I'm hearing everything hyped up about the Corona, I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take no Corona shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna give it to the let the people take it who really need it. But also I'm hang back. I'm gonna chill. Because I don't need no I don't need no coughing up blood and losing my sense of taste and smell. Like I I'm young. Yeah. I can't afford to go all to all to all these high end places. I gotta make my own stuff at home. I gotta make all these Doritos Crunch Wrap Supremes, and I gotta <laughs> I gotta try the new Peach Shake at Chick Fil A. Like I I gotta live my life. What was that so, thing? Huh? Peach Shake? That's the thing on Chick Fil A. Yeah, at Chick Fil A. Y'all oh, wow. haven't had that? Peach? It's no, been a long I've had Chick Fil A, but I've never it's been had a long peach. Time. No, yeah, bro, that's fine. It's got real peach in it too. Mm. Nice. I felt like I was a toddler again eating a eating a peach fruit cup. You're in farming, though, right, Jared? Uh, Peter. No. Peter, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> He's in Farmingdale. He's in Farmingdale. But Peter, no, no, no. I'm actually Peter. not in Farmingdale. Oh, wait. I didn't. He's not in Farmingdale, actually. Yeah, I'm not in Farmingdale. He kind of is, but he's not. Don't say okay. it over there. Okay. Oh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was over there. I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't know. That. Don't apologize. I thought the first episode, like the pilot. And he did okay. say it. He, right. said, he said it at the beginning, but he doesn't remember saying it the first time. All right. Whatever. That's fine. Then. We, I didn't say it. <laughs> Amityville. Amityville. I said it. Don't worry. I said it for you. Okay. I'm not well, in Amityville either. I moved. <laughs> well, what I, what, what, I, I don't care. What I was going to say was that, like, on 110, there's this uh, chicken place called uh, PDQ. Yeah, I've been there too. Wait, yeah. we, we don't, they don't pay us to talk about this stuff. Sorry. I mean, you mentioned Chick fil A already. So, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, if I'm, I'm afraid that the, the virus is going to hit harder if, if it's, uh, injected into my body because there's already speculations that that people feel that covid was made in the lab so 
If oh. you're going to redoctor that and put it into another lab and then inject it into my body, it can really mess me up. I, See, I mean, that's the second generation. That's what I'm talking about. Now it's time to take it. It's I mean, a second gen. But what's weird about, I mean, the whole thing, about like, it took a while for people to know where HIV and AIDS came from. You know, it took a while, like a lot of study. But did it. what they did, what they did find about COVID-19 was that they were looking in Spain. In Spain, they looked at their sewage samples that they, they take and in some city. And they found COVID-19 in their, in, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Know how many olives people in Spain eat? I would hate, I would hate to analyze all that. Go ahead, Peter. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, someone's got to do it though. But I mean, they, they took a sewage sample from March, 2019. They tested it for the virus and they found the virus in that sewage sample in Spain. So, I mean, it doesn't say necessarily where it originated, but you know, it was outside of china before the whole you know the whole pandemic and all that before their first cases yeah we i mean weekend strains are everywhere like there's coronavirus and lysol spray i was reading the can yesterday i was like it was like a whole bunch of words that i can't say it looked like it looked like the list of names that elon musk would name his son (laughs) but then i got to coronavirus i was like coronavirus and it said strain one two and three i said how many strains of coronavirus exist and which one is messing up my grandmother's body right now. Like I, I don't. I, I was actually shocked to figure out that coronavirus even existed before. I thought I thought coronavirus was something new. Like someone was oh, like, no, oh, yeah. virus. What do you want to call it? Uh, like, sorry, uh, brother. Brother was brother was like drinking drinking a Heineken. He was like, man, I really love Heineken, but I hate. They have corona. <laughs> like I, I, I thought it was something that just kind of just popped up out of nowhere. Then you hear about bats, no, yeah. whatnot, but. This was something that was around and yeah. we have been controlling the strains of it in our products that we use every day. But when it comes to weakening a strain to put it into my body just so my antibodies can build up, I don't know about that because now I'm hearing that you can get I it again. Know. You can get coronavirus again. The antibodies wear off after two months. It's like, what type of weak-ass antibodies is that? Or how strong... How weak are the antibodies or how strong is this virus where it can just come back to my house and visit me at any time? Like it's a it's a welfare uh, check. No, it's like, I mean, your, your girlfriend's parents come yeah. over, your wife's parents. The in-laws are here. Oh, no. But yeah, I mean, announced again. Coronavirus is just like a family of viruses. Like there was the SARS outbreak 2002, 2004 that, you know, I mean, that it was uh, apparently it was it didn't spread as easy as as SARS COVID-2, what they call COVID-19. But it was deadlier in terms of like, you know, the percentage of, you know, death and infection. Yep. But uh, it, yeah, that's, you know, coronavirus. Yeah, it's 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 a thing. It was a thing for a while. Long time. All right. That's it with coronavirus. I'm sick and tired of talking <laughs> about that. Like, honestly, that was 35 straight minutes of you guys talking about COVID, which is good. People need to know. I don't know a lot of stuff that's didn't really chime in, but it was nice uh, listening to it. <laughs> you see your boy, Matthew Prasar is on uh, Temple of Laughter. No, I haven't seen that. It's the first church of comedy because in New York and probably L.A. too, you can't have indoor shows. But having in a church, they can't regulate churches. So they put a a comedy show in a church. Now, the only problem I have with this is that uh, what kind of jokes can you say in a church (laughs) that you can't say? In a con- like that you can say in a comedy club. <laughs> I think all sex jokes are out the window. Just <laughs> so you premarital sex jokes 
are out there in the window. I don't think I don't think they're gonna set up the church as a church. I think they're gonna set up the church, or you could have a part like because my church that that I go to, my church that I go to, it's in the basement of a church. So like it's it's kind of looks like an event hall essentially. Mm -hmm. So some churches are probably gonna have an event hall. It's not gonna be like in the middle. It's not gonna be in the main room of the church, like going down the aisle. You're gonna have the Pope lighting you at five minutes with one of those uh, uh swingy, swingy smoke things that they do to, to bless the room. It's not gonna be like that. Um, but I guess you could feel uncomfortable talking about some brecisis in front of a, a mosaic of Jesus with a crown with a crown of thorns on. That I I could see you feeling a little uncomfortable like that. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to do comedy in church. It's just the churches and the religious places just skeeve me out a little bit. A- anything like that being in a, a you out. I, I mean, as long as long as they don't double book the church with nothing else. <laughs> like I say, hey y'all, uh seven o'clock, we got a comedy night coming in, but also at seven forty-five, we got the funeral of Earl Jenkins. We're gonna be rolling him in right as the headliner comes out. So after you get all your checks. Make sure you give your respects to Earl coming down the aisle. Thank I you, wonder, Mary. you know, what is, I, I like wonder that. what a bringer show is for a comedy show like that. Listen, uh, if you convert five people, you'll go on stage. We want to convert three, you're not, you're not going on. That'd be that's that's their bringer show. It matters. I mean, I some some comedians might even harp at this opportunity because you know you got a lot of comedians who are caught up in that PC culture thing where they feel they get. Um, they get chastised for saying what they want to say. So if you can go to the church and really wild out, then it kind of, it could kind of be like uh, the punching bag for comedians to get their anger out, to talk about what they want to talk about in the holiest of places. Um, you know, after you say an offensive joke, you got to say like 10 Hail Marys. <laughs> That'd be the, uh, the, the, the new way. Oh, did that offend you guys? Father, my Lord. Blah, 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 blah. And then, and then I, I, I took this girl out. <laughs> I bent her over my bed. And I after in Jesus' name, like <laughs> punchlines and these horrible things that comedians will say to get a laugh or to get a reaction, it kind of could be self uh, self fulfilling now if they're doing it within the means of a church, um, and if they're doing it within a holy place. Because I know I know a lot of I know a lot of filthy comedians that just go out there and they mention in their they mention in their material how. Um, they may be gay or they may be bi and how God may not be uh, happy with them. And they have jokes about that that go over it very well. Now they're in a setting where the reality of their jokes is presented straight to them. So now how is that going to change the material? How is that going to change how they feel? Is it going to change the reaction that they get from the audience? It could be very good for these, for these comedians to vent essentially, you know? I, I wish I was there and I wasn't doing comedy and they're passing around the uh, the hat for, for money. That'd be funny. Uh, see, I, if I was to do comedy at church, my whole act would be not trying to be dirty, but it would it would make the audience think, oh, you see the F word, didn't say this. Like the whole of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, what's that word where it's like, you 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 know, like you self-knowing. Uh, suspense? What is it? Suspense? Or... No, not suspense. I mean, self-knowing. Uh, it's in theater too, where it's the you're breaking the fourth wall. What's it called? Oh, breaking the fourth wall. That's what it's called. There's some. There's a term to it. There is. It's whatever. I don't know. But it, it it's it's like the audience knows you can't say it, 
and the community knows you can't say the words. So I would make an act like that where it's the audience thinks I'm always going to say it, but I'm not going to say it. And that's what, where it's the like joke implicit. comes from. It's... Yeah, something like that, where it's like, where you know the punch is going to be F this, but he can't say the F word. That's where the more funny is. Like he says, fudge or something like that. Like an Andy Kaufman type type thing. That'd be funny. Mm. I think it's a good idea, though. Get the people out there. Matthew Brassard's out there. That's a big name guy. It's the first one that they're doing. I have to check it oh. out. I haven't seen it. It's in uh, it's in stand it's in stand New York because they're gonna have it in the uh, in the club because it's a church thing. They can't. I might get shut down real quick though because you might have people you might have people who are with the church that are saying, "Oh, these uh, these comics or this comedy is wasting space for real praise of real God. This is not real comedy." And then they're gonna they're gonna mention the comedians who are on there. I mean, stand up New York has to be very careful because it could be you can't put your raunchiest comics on there. You're gonna have to put some clean guys like Broussard who are who are who can outsmart you so much with a joke, with their wit, that you almost forget that you're listening to comedy. And Broussard is one of those dudes who with his with his detail, his detail of writing a joke and the and the detail of information in the joke, it can really make you see something that you've never seen before. And it makes you stop even analyzing it like a joke and you just analyze it like a piece of information like hey i didn't know that and then he brings it back to a, a joke real quick because of with his um timing um you're gonna have to have a lot of brothers and sisters like like Bussard that can do that you can't have no you can't have no uh amy schumer go up in there and do a set which probably that may be a good netflix special for her I'm excited to to see if it's gonna get shut down. What kind of flack they'll get if it does get shut down? It'll be a flack because people are the church people or religious people will say, "Listen, this is not real religion. This is not real church. They're wasting this space. You have all these raunchy comedians cursing God, cursing in a holy place. Like, I don't want that." And Cuomo or De Blasio, I'm not sure if De Blasio is gonna be on the side of comedy. He's on the side of Black Lives Matter, but he's probably not gonna be on the side of comedy. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Twenty dollars to get in. What? $20 to get in. Well, not for us. I mean, I no, we'll just walk in. But I'm talking about the guys like Peter. Yeah. Peter just go, goes in there with his camera. And like, oh, I just want to film somebody. And um, I'll just stay over here next You're to right. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Lord. Sorry. Praise <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. Sorry, Paul. Sorry. Sorry, start standing up for the disciples. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, sorry John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's we're we're an hour fifty eight. I think it's time to end the show. Yeah, end the show, man. We gotta yeah, go. Again, I just want to thank uh, Errol and the whole wide worldwide sports radio team. Speedy, I know you're out there. Thanks for all the help. Uh, you can catch us on iOS WWSRN. That's WWSRN for iOS. Worldwide got radio network for Android. Worldwide sports radio network for Android. I'm Austin Titel. We got Peter Lewis, Jared Harvin. You want to give any plugs out, whatever you're doing? Jared Harvin, download that Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Got it on my phone finally. It's pretty nice little setup. I like it this. Nice looking. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Conor McGregor. <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't like that one bit. All right. Uh, Jay Harvin 15 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Run it up with your boy. Uh, shout out to our, our, our current and recurring co-host who's working right now. At uh, Trader Joe's and Macy, shout out to Jair Ewa. Follow him, J Y E W A one one six. Instagram, TikTok, you know what it is. Uh, yeah, Peter, you want to say anything to him? 
Um, Peter's trying to get a commercial. It's up. So check out uh, uh, us um, at Austin Tide Tab. We got at Peter Lewis underscore. That's Lewis with an O, not with an E. Don't do what I do. It's Lewis with an O. Right, Peter? Peter just gave a thumbs up without even saying anything. His mic's on. I don't know why not. But uh, yeah, hopefully That's right. everybody stay, stay safe. We're going to go to commercial and uh, see you guys next week. Peace. We love y'all. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.